Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to um, Register of Scotland and this opportunity for us to set out the thinking that has gone into the preparation of this document, Consumer Protection and Representation in an Independent Scotland, the Options for Change. And this follows on for the work that the Government published earlier on this year, which looked at the whole area of economic regulation within Scotland and the opportunities that arise out of constitutional change to establish a more focused and a more integrated approach to economic regulation within Scotland. And the paper on consumer protection looks at uh, the same ground for, or the same opportunity from the perspective of the consumer landscape uh, within Scotland. One of the opportunities that has emerged from devolution uh, since 1999 has been the ability for us in Scotland to do things differently, to design landscape, to uh, design the architecture of government in a way that suits the needs of the people of this country. And that opportunity is intensified by the areas that are opened up by uh, the prospect of Scottish independence. Uh, the economy requires an infrastructure that protects consumers but also supports business and at the heart of what we are setting out today is an agenda that essentially champions the interests of consumers and ensuring that the regulatory landscape addresses the needs of consumers uh, and which does that in a fashion and in a way that reflects the needs of good reliable, solid businesses that contribute substantially to our economy and who have absolutely nothing to fear from a consumer landscape that puts the, uh, the consumer right at the heart of the process um, of, uh, of regulation within the marketplace. Today I want to lay out our vision for a more effective framework of consumer protection and representation in an independent Scotland. Consumer protection and representation impact on our everyday lives, whether through the way we tackle nuisance calls, the, cha the charges we face for postal deliveries, or the kind of financial loans that are available to uh, our citizens. When consumers are harmed, the loss isn't always just financial. It means a loss of essential services, overall trust, or an increase in distress, which can, of course, lead to a deterioration in well-being. Responsible businesses are also harmed by unfair trading when consumers are not confident of their safety, they are less willing to make purchases, and the trader who is willing to break the rules has an unearned competitive advantage. And while all consumers and responsible businesses can lose out from unscrupulous practices, often it is the most vulnerable members of our society who are, at most, who are most at risk. The Scottish Government currently does not have responsibility for the system to empower and protect consumers. But with independence, we would be able to build a less complex model of consumer protection, which better meets the needs of the Scottish people and puts individual consumers, small businesses and local communities at the heart of its work. In terms of policy, many of you have told us where change is needed. The problem of payday loans has been well documented, along with the damaging impact they can have on those who find themselves caught in a cycle of debt. Recent figures suggest that over 8 million people take out payday loans each year across the United Kingdom. Nuisance calls have been uh, identified as a scourge on the lives of consumers by our panellist Richard Lloyd. Research by the consumer group Which 
shows that 70% of consumers have received unsolicited nuisance calls, while 40% have, re have received unsolicited uh, nuisance texts. And as with payday loans, the consumers who suffer the most are the vulnerable in our society. On these issues, with full powers, we would have greater ability to mitigate the distress suffered by consumers. On payday loans, we have already indicated that we would like to cap interest rates, minimise loans continued rolling over, and improve regulation of the market. And on nuisance calling, we could give regulators more effective enforcement tools and sufficient penalties to deter rogue traders while working with responsible companies to introduce codes of practice to protect consumer data. There are some, these are some of the policy opportunities that independence would open up for us. But policy options are only part of the story. Consumers also need expert, informed and reliable sources of consumer advice to empower them to make good decisions, along with a system of advocacy and enforcement that is strong enough to be heard and powerful enough to take action when consumers are at risk. To achieve this, we propose a unified consumer body and a simplified system of alternative redress. This model could integrate the four pillars necessary to create a robust, effective system of consumer protection. Those four pillars are advocacy through which consumer rights can be represented to Parliament and regulators to affect policy change, advice and education through which consumers are made aware of their rights, enforcement through which traders who flout the law can be held accountable, and redress through which consumers can gain access to justice. Effective consumer protection demands that each individual pillar must be strong in its own right, but that all four complement and support each other. Education and advice on the ground to individual consumers can help create confident consumers who will be better placed to avoid harm and by collating data about the problems consumers need help with, problematic trends can be addressed. With this knowledge, it should be possible to respond quickly to prevent further detriment or to advocate much needed policy changes. Finally, when consumers are harmed, a simple and easy dispute resolution system should allow consumers to get access to justice. Integrating and simplifying these functions within a simple and easily understood framework offers a number of benefits. What remains for me to explain is how such a framework would function. Our proposed unified consumer body would undertake consumer advocacy for general consumer issues, as well as all regulated industries, including transport and financial services. It would oversee the sector-specific advocacy work of the ad hoc consumer panels that currently sit within individual regulatory bodies. This would allow more consistent and coordinated approaches to be taken to identifying and tackling the issues that really matter to consumers. It would ensure that the proliferation of consumer input and contribution to this debate was in fact drawn together and made more vocal and more substantial and more influential. It would also provide an informed voice in wider policy development and support regulatory bodies such as the Combined Economic Regulator and the Regulatory Structure for Financial Services, ensuring they continue to act on behalf of consumers. We could take a similar approach for education. As our paper highlights, consumer information and advice is provided by a range of organisations. This creates a great deal of confusion for consumers. A key function of our proposals 
would be to promote and to monitor a recognised brand that consumers could approach with confidence. At a national level, this could be coordinated for all sectors, similar to the work of the Northern Ireland Consumer Council. However, education and advice can have the most impact at local level. One solution is local community hubs through which people could be directed depending on their particular need. These hubs could act as a central advice portal, bringing together the services of the Citizens Advice Bureau, local authority advice provision and holistic financial advice. On an individual level, this resource could ensure consumers receive the right help when they need it, and by taking a holistic approach, there would be scope to potentially preempt problems before they arise. To prevent or to deter unfair trading practices, we must have strong enforcement tools. In an independent Scotland, we would have an opportunity to ensure that enforcement is consistent, fair and effective, no matter where a consumer lives or a business operates. The current constitutional framework and the complexity of the consumer protection landscape constrain both local authorities and the Scottish Government's ability to make this a reality. Constitutional change offers a greater opportunity to address these issues and further work with local government will be taken forward to identify solutions which could better address these concerns. Lastly, no matter how robust our preventative measures, there must be an effective system in place when things go wrong. Courts are not always the best solution for consumers. Alternative redress, therefore, is, the utmost, is of the utmost importance. The current system of redress is fragmented and incomplete. There are over 95 ombudsman schemes operating across 35 sectors. Even so, there are many gaps where consumers are unprotected. An independent Scotland could create a consumer ombudsman which is fit for purpose for the people of Scotland, taking inspiration from international models such as those found in Sweden and the Netherlands. There are two potential models. A consumer ombudsman, a one-stop shop where consumers could seek redress and dispute resolution through a single portal, or the service which I have described with a separate financial services ombudsman to address specific financial services complaints. And this could merge the financial ombudsman service and the, the pensions ombudsman. Under either model, consumers would have an easily identified and accessible route for redress and businesses would have fewer organisations to deal with. The last point I want to make to you today concerns the link between consumer protection, economic regulation and competition. In our previous paper on economic regulation, we proposed a combined economic and competition regulator. We asked for feedback and we listened to that feedback. And the outcome is that we will not incorporate a competition agency in a single economic regulator. However, one of the models that we are proposing today is combining that competition agency with a consumer protection body. The areas of competition regulation and consumer protection are separate but inextricably linked. Consumers benefit when they have choices, but they must feel protected and confident to exercise such choice. Moreover, in increasingly complex markets, unfair trading practices are often united with abuse of dominant positions or other uncompetitive behaviours. Other countries already have partially integrated competition and consumer organisations, such as Denmark and Finland and Ireland is in the process of developing a fully integrated agency. Therefore, our paper lays out two options. 
a tripartite model with three agencies covering the three core requirements of economic regulation, competition regulation and consumer advocacy, advice, education and enforcement, all closely aligned with each other, or a bipartite model with two agencies comprising a combined, economic, a, comprising a combined competition and consumer authority and a combined economic regulator. Either model could be supported by the separate overarching ombudsman schemes I previously outlined, but what all the systems have in common is that they are simple, they are more efficient and they work more in the interests of the consumer. The people of Scotland require a system of consumer protection they can trust, one that makes the right help available when it's needed and one which has the power to affect real change where it is required. Our paper lays out our vision for such a system. We know that many of you will have your own ideas and we will want to share these. We welcome your feedback and there are details at the end of the paper outlining how to get in touch with the consultation exercise. Um, I'd like to close by expressing a very special thank you to Richard Lloyd and to Bill Kovacic for joining me on the panel this morning. Um, both Richard and Bill have been influential in shaping the thinking of the government's agenda on consumer protection. Um, they have a great deal to contribute and have established significant um, uh, reputations in designing uh, and articulating the interests of consumers in these areas. And I look forward to the discussion that we have this morning to reflect on these issues. Thank you very much. <laughs>